So the question is, how do women like us, age 50 plus, and dealing with high blood pressure, high blood sugars, and rising cholesterol levels, how do we keep our health numbers under control while we're trying to squeeze all the goodness we can from our life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I uncover the secrets of living a plant-based lifestyle, including how to avoid taking medicine simply by eating whole foods, shed the extra fluff around your middle without being hungry or joining a gym, make big lifestyle changes even if you think you have no willpower, eat food you love with no portion control. Let's get your doctor to say, wow, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All this without meds or restrictive dieting. I'm Robin Wong, and welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. This is Robin Wong. Hope you're having a great day. This is episode number 219, and it is March. Happy March. First day of March, I love a new month because it gives me a little bit of time to reflect on how I want the month to go. It feels like a fresh start. I don't know why that is. We can start fresh every single day or every single week, yet a month, you know, first of the month sort of feels like, okay, let's, let's review how am I doing on some of the goals I've set so far, and do I need to step up my game? Or do I need to re- get revitalized, right? Or have I done okay? And it's time to set a new goal or new destination or new, um, you know, thing that I want to achieve and start working toward that. So I challenge you, what is it for you? What is it for the month of March? You know, we are three months in from the new year starting or starting, this is the start of the third month. Did you set any goals at the start of the year? And how are you doing on those? Okay, no judgment, but it's always great to kind of check and see, uh, is the goal too lofty? I need to set, break it up into smaller increments, or am I making slow and steady progress? Am I being consistent with doing those steps that I need to be doing to reach my goal? So often we keep putting it off in, and say, oh, we have a whole year to reach it. When in fact, you know, it's really slow and steady progress that makes the difference in our um, our health goals, in our financial goals, in our getting organized goals, whatever it might be, our business goals. It's it's really the same process, yet we we treat them differently sometimes, and it bo- it boils down to really finding the one thing that's going to get you the results or get you to that first level of achieving your goals. So. This is how I work with my clients. It's like, let's see, where do you want to be? And then let's break that down to let's start start with one thing and do that consistently. And then when we get that habit down, let's add to that. It really makes it doable with a lot of my clients. Let's just, let, let's break it down to, are you eating enough vegetables? So I ask you out there listening, are you eating vegetables at every single meal, every single day? Okay. So yeah, right. You're like, Hmm, maybe not. I'm guilty of this too. I don't always add my vegetables in on, on breakfast. I mean, I get a little tired of adding pumpkin into my oatmeal. Okay. But then I'm like, well, why couldn't I just do like 
sauteed spinach. Spinach, that sounds delicious in the morning. Some people are like, I can't even do breakfast. So wherever it is for you. Okay. So just, you know, set that goal for yourself and, and, and start achieving it. But that's a whole different conversation. What I want to talk to you today about is a recent study that came out this last week about artificial sweeteners, especially the erythritol sweetener, the zero calorie sweetener that you find a lot in um, some keto, a lot of keto products or low carb, low cal type products. Uh, it is, I think it's used a lot in like a stevia, Truvia, I think is the, the product. So you see it a lot in baked good, processed goods that, that really want to cut down on the calories, but keep that sweet. And I've done other episodes on artificial sweeteners. I think 147 uh, was done on artificial sweetener and 213 episode, those episodes on sweet cravings. And really this idea of artificial sweeteners, are they good for you? And I think this study is just an indicator to that we need to pay attention and be aware and see how we're using these products and more importantly, how often are we using these products? Now, this, this um, erythritol uh, is been approved by the FDA. It's generally regarded as safe. It's called grass, generally regarded as safe. And so it's been approved. And so as consumers, we're like, oh, it's it's been approved. It, it should be fine. There's been a lot of studies done on it. Mm-hmm. You know, my question always is, well, how long have they have they followed it? First of all, and is it true? It's generally regarded as safe for everybody. And I think with this study that came out, um, I think is really interesting because it basically you'll start seeing now that I've ta- I've mentioned it to you, you'll start seeing the headlines of, you know, artificial sweetener linked to heart attack and stroke. Okay. And that, and it's blood clotting and that sort of thing. And it's always about who do you ask and, you know, and their interpretation of it. But what I want you to do is I want you to decide for yourself. I want you to decide for yourself and to look at how are you using these products? So, you know, we know sugar substitutes, they, and like in my other episodes, they're not, they're not ideal. They're not ideal. Um, you know, they might make certain uh, conditions worse, like metabolic disorder or type 2 diabetes, um, even your hunger cues. Sometimes they're supposed to make you not crave food, but they actually lead to more hunger. So they're maybe not as ideal for weight loss as we originally thought they were. And so, you know, what I wonder about with them is like, what are, how are they tricking my body? How are they tricking my body? And um, we get so caught up in not wanting to have calories that we don't think of, you know, really what is it doing inside? And so when you think about a lot of the sweeteners that are used uh, they, you know, they're like 200 to a thousand times more sweet than sugar. So yes, you use less of it because they're super sweet, but over time, what happens to your taste buds? Do you ever think about your taste buds? Think about your taste buds. What's going on with them over time? You know, when you're constantly, um, adding the super sweet, uh, food into it, you gradually lose a sensitivity, uh, to the taste. 
and this increased intense exposure to this sweet taste really starts to diminish the satisfaction level of eating those foods. And so what ends up happening is you eat more, okay, because you're really wanting to get something out of that food. And this really happens a lot with sweets and packaged foods that are designed to want you to eat more of them. And so instead of eating less, we end up consuming more. It's a little bit of a, a vicious cycle. And so I just want you to realize that, you know, this is, there's a lot of statistics that show this, but I'm more interested in what, or what other health risks. And this study raises that question. And I think that it's really something to be aware of that, you know, everybody has their opinion on it. And, but I want you to make your opinion. I want you to decide how do I want to use this product? And is it healthful for me? And more importantly, when I work with clients, one of the questions I ask them when they are, you know, I encourage them to do is everything that comes onto their plates or everything that goes into their pantry, because there's limited space, there's limited amount we can eat, there's limited amount of food we can store in our refrigerators and freezers and pantry. Everything should bring something to the game. Some most likely more than one thing. So when you think about, uh, you know, some of these processed foods, what are they bringing? Are they bringing antioxidants? Are they bringing fiber? Are they bringing vitamins and minerals? Or, or, or are they just bringing sure, just, just pure pleasure to meet an emotional hunger that you might have? It's, you know, not that I'm saying you can't eat that food, but are you going to fill up on that or something that's actually going to fuel your body? And this is what I want you to start thinking for yourself. This is what I have my clients start thinking about because you can eat those foods, but maybe you should eat something that's going to fuel your body first and then eat the pure enjoyment food. And odds are you'll eat less of it or not at all. And your body will thank you for it. So I always think about how I'm fueling my body and, and how I want my body to feel. Now, I know there's a lot of emotional um, issues, the emotional hunger that drives our eating habits. That's another issue we'd need to look at and dive into. And I encourage you, you can start doing that work. Of, you know, a lot of people like um, foods that are novel and exciting, and they look forward to, oh, this is a new product, and they like the packaging and the, the flavors, and oh, this is new. They feel like, oh, I'm kind of trying something new. Maybe you could do that same thing in another area of your life. Does that make sense? And it doesn't have to be through food necessarily, but I kind of digressed here. I want to get back to this actual artificial sweetener. I, I, I have not read the study uh, front to back uh, personally. So I don't know what sort of limitations were in the study. I don't know, you know, how much actually, uh, what amount of that sugar substitute, erythritol was actually seen to be the breaking point of, you know, you have a risk or when it's a lower risk. And so, you know, with that, I apologize. I, I'm not as well versed in it. But just to start asking the questions, I think we're at a good spot to do that and start seeing what else is going to come out on this. And most importantly, if you are prone to cardiovascular 
disease. I would most definitely, if it were me, this just with this first study, uh, I would say, yeah, I think I'm going to skip that. Just don't, don't even want to go down that road. I would rather do something else, like get my sweet fix from fruits and vegetables. I had some carrots last night. Oh my gosh. Okay. I got to tell you this. I made hot pot last night. Super fun. You cut up all these vegetables and you, everybody kind of boils their own or cooks their own. And it's kind of a communal pot. But I had some carrots that I cut up that were so sweet, so delicious, regular orange carrots. And I'm like, this is so wonderful. You get, and when, when you're not bombarding your taste buds with hyper sweet artificial sweeteners, you actually start tasting the sweet in other foods like vegetables, like carrots. It's such a, it's such a revelation. It's so wonderful. Um, but I hope you do this. I hope you kind of start cutting back on some of those sweet, those artificially sweetened foods so you can start having that revelation as well. It was, it's fabulous because there's, it just explodes with, with flavor. And I, I don't think um, that happens when you're eating these hyper palatable, hyper sweet, hyper, hyper um, processed foods. Uh, your body is tricked. Your taste buds are tricked. So, but with this study, back to that, uh, quit talking carrots. Uh, this definitely, I think, is something that I think you should be aware of. That what they found, which I thought was really interesting, is for the people that consume those products, that the blood levels of having this um, sugar sweetener, this erythritol, was elevated for several days after they consumed it. And, you know, you often don't think about how long does something stay in your body. And, you know, I just wonder if that could be what's going on. And what some naysayers say about this, this study is that it can't be extrapolated to the general population because the participants in the intervention had increased risk for cardiovascular events already. And, and so, okay, fair enough. But, you know, do we even, some of us even know, do we, are we predisposed to cardiovascular events? If you've been eating the standard American diet, there could be stuff going on there that you haven't seen surface yet. Okay. So I just want you to start thinking about some of these thoughts. I want this to be more thought provoking than having you say, Robin said, I can't ever eat sweeteners again. No, I want you to decide for yourself. Okay. So um, I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see what else comes out of this. I would love to see a meta-analysis done, more studies done along this line that was done recently, and then a meta-analysis done of all studies to see actually what, how, it, how it plays out. And so, and really to dive in and look at some of the studies that allowed the FDA to approve it as generally regarded as safe. And, you know, as we get better at following things long-term, I think more information comes out. So watch for that. Look for the, look for the um, headlines, read up on it, read your labels and see, are you consuming this? And more importantly, the takeaway I want you to take from this podcast is how often are you using those foods, those low carb, um, low calorie foods, you know, and, and why? And why are you leaning into those uh, when you could be choosing other foods 
that might be bringing more to the table as far as health that are help more health promoting as fueling your body in a better way that once you kind of break the habit of using those processed foods that fall into that diet food category okay and that's this is what how i label them uh, as they're they're processed we want to move away from those processed foods and into you know real food real food not that you can never have a treat i'm not saying that but how often are you having that treat and what are you really getting from that what are you getting from is it just the sweet or is it the whole novelty of it the funness the you know the the texture the color the smell the opening the package what is it and start dissecting that and figure out what really draws you to that food are you just short on time and you need to put something in your body Okay. Okay. I've been there unwrapping a granola bar. Right. And that's my own bad because it's like, I did not do the self-care of planning my meal, fueling my body, taking care of myself upstream, so to speak. And now I'm like super hungry. I'm caught out. I'm out running errands and I'm starved, whatever it might be. And so I want you to start looking at this. It's a process. It's a whole system. Okay. It's like, we think oh, we have these cravings. Typically it happens because you haven't been eating or you haven't eaten enough. And so this is what I want you to start thinking about. Okay. So it's not just this one thing. There's usually multi things playing into this and it might be you so focused on calories or low carb. I, I see this all the time. Carbs have so villainized and I've done more podcasts about this. So villainized. It's like, Oh, it's gotta be low carbs. It's gotta be better than eating an apple. It's got to be better than eating a, a whole grain um, peanut butter and jam sandwich. Okay. Because that's carb It's bread, right? Or whole grain pasta for that matter. It's carbs. I can't eat it. And you're like, really? You're going to open a package that's labeled low carb that has a bunch of additives, sugar sweetened, you know, has an uh, artificial sweetener. I just don't see how that's a better choice than a whole food, like a you know, peanut butter and jam sandwich on whole grain bread. Obviously I'm hungry. I'm really craving a PBJ right now. <laughs> so I'm going to sign off and go, go make myself one so I can do what I say I do and fuel my body in a really good way and listen to what I actually want to eat. All right. So everyone have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well and you can show them you care about their health by sharing the, these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast since morning habits are the easiest to build. That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide, or click the link for Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugar in the show notes. Thanks again, and see you in the next episode.